0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: And welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, today I'm sort of bubbling over with a bunch of things that I want to talk about, Um filled somewhat with outrage and disbelief, but then that's my normal state, <laughs> as my faithful listeners know, uh, because there's a lot of things to be outraged and disbelieving about in today's world, unfortunately. Um, today's show is going to be a rebuttal to Tom Cruise's comments uh, about psychiatry that he made recently on the Today Show. Um, really uh, being quite, um, I don't know, aggressive, I guess, with Matt Lauer um, and putting him down. And uh, I mean, if that's a display of what Scientology does to you, I I don't know that that's very, uh, that that's an example of good mental health. But in any case, um, before I get to the actual issues that Tom Cruise brought up in terms of what is and what isn't uh, good treatment for psychological problems, I wanted to discuss sort of as an introduction to that a larger issue which is something that I have been noticing gradually over the years and it seems to be taking, um, seems to have made a giant leap forward uh, unfortunately in recent months or at least I've been noticing it more in recent months in regard to topics that I have been involved with Um, and that is the media's fear of presenting news in a way that might affect their bottom line, whether it is uh, something having to do with their sponsors, you know, not reporting things that might negatively affect their sponsors. Um, that I actually started noticing years ago, a few years ago. Um, and things like, um, or several years ago actually, or things that might cause them to be sued, or things that might cause them to lose interviews um, of people who they may, may want to interview in the future. And um, it seems as though um, these, uh, these factors are causing the news to be reported in an inaccurate way uh, at greater and greater speeds. And some of the stories that I recently have had um, the opportunity to notice this about relate to Terry Schiavo. It was really very difficult in the mainstream media to get out um, the profile of her husband having uh, possibly her husband having fit the profile of a wife abuser. Uh, the Michael Jackson verdict. It was many uh, media outlets were making two stories ahead of time, were taping two stories. One would be if he was acquitted, and one would be if he was um, found guilty, as though people should change their opinion uh, depending upon what the jury decided. And then now, Tom Cruise. And it's it's really um, increasingly disturbing to see that we are not getting an accurate picture not to mention the whole other issue that we're not going to really get into today about how the media is focusing on um, some issues that are relatively non-important compared to uh, things like what's happening in Iraq and what's we're sort of tun- tuning it out these days because we've gotten so desensitized to it, um, or other issues, things that are going on in our own country that our government may not, uh, may not want us to be paying attention to, and instead... We're being um, entertained uh, to not pay attention to them. And my guest today can speak to this issue of the media's um, reporting inaccurately. And he is Cliff Kincaid. He is the editor of the AIM Report. He's a veteran journalist and media critic. He's written or co-authored nine books on media and cultural affairs and foreign policy issues. He's appeared on numerous television shows and radio shows and uh, in print, such as uh, The O'Reilly Factor, one of my favorites. And Cliff, welcome to the show. Dr. Lieberman, great to be with you. I actually was directed uh, to Cliff. I-, I had heard, of course, of AIM before, but um, you wrote a very uh, interesting article recently, June 21st, called the Press and Scientology, and that's what drew me to you for today's show. But why don't we, before we start talking about that, could you give people um, a kind of overview of what AIM does? AIM is a longtime
3: veteran media watchdog group. We've been around longer than any other, more than 35 years. And we try to examine the media, mostly what people call the mainstream media or old media, Uh, for bias, distortion, inaccuracy, uh, and deception. And we publish our results on our website, aim.org. We have a weekly column, a twice a month newsletter, a daily commentary, plus we go to the annual meetings of the big media companies to uh, raise questions to the top brass. Mm -hmm. And we've been doing this, Uh, we've had some success, although it's a big battle out there, Uh, But things are changing, I think, for the better. There's more media choices than ever. And uh, slowly but surely, uh, we are making progress in trying to hold the media accountable.
2: Well, but that seems to fly in the face of what, I mean, not to question that that you're doing good work, and we certainly need more organizations um, like yours and more people like you to be critiquing them. But have you um, not noticed or um, the... What I was saying at the beginning, I don't know if you've been paying attention to these particular stories that I had um, personal involvement with, but certainly you, you've noticed that in regard to Tom Cruise. Well, that's right. I mean, look,
3: I can't say that we've made progress across the board, and frankly, I didn't want to write about Scientology. <laughs> uh, I tend to, to avoid certain religious issues. Uh, I mean, that—that that is certainly a person's uh, personal preference, but... Uh, When I saw that he was spouting off about his religion, almost evangelizing or proselytizing, it got my attention. And then I discovered in the L.A. Times, to their credit, uh, they had written that Cruz was granting interviews to certain media only on the condition uh, that they give him an opportunity to talk about his religion, in addition, of course, to his upcoming film, War of the Worlds, Uh, but also that uh, journalists learn something about Scientology before getting the interview, like going through a Scientology center, understanding what it's all about. And, of course, that got my antenna up, Doctor, because uh, that's completely unacceptable for journalists to uh, accept such conditions uh, for an interview.
2: Yes, and um, your determination of why they were doing that, Of why the media did accept that?
3: Well, clearly it's because it's Tom Cruise, and he's a big star, and uh, people are curious about him. Uh, And so journalists uh, let down their guard, uh, lowered their standards. But I tell you, I think the end result since I wrote that column has been that uh, Tom Cruise has uh, really made a fool of himself. Uh, first, of course, he was giving so many interviews, he finally got squirted in the face by a fake reporter uh, with a microphone disguised uh, uh, in the form, uh, well, a squirt gun dis- disguised as a microphone, I should say. And then, of course, he got just recently into this heated discussion with Matt Lauer of the NBC Today show when Lauer, to his credit, uh, started objecting to Cruz. Uh, and his uh, beliefs, uh, especially about how the use of psychiatric drugs in Cruz's view, uh, does no good whatsoever for anybody.
2: Yes, that's a good point, actually, that um, I think Matt Lauer was surprised at how the interview went, you know, the twist in it um, to, to against uh, psychiatry and, again, talking about um, what people should and shouldn't do with psychiatric problems. But... Um, sort of impromptu, he was still able to maintain his journalistic integrity and, and, and not uh, wilt just because it was Tom Cruise.
3: Well, that's right. And, you know, I think most of us probably uh, sympathize with Matt Lauer's predicament and, and probably agree with Matt Lauer. I mean, I, I think we all know some people who have had uh, certain uh, problems and who have seen psychiatrists and even have gotten psychiatric drugs, and they've been helped. Now, clearly, some people are not helped, but some some are. And uh, that's all Matt Lauer was pointing out. And yet Cruz, with this zeal of a religious zealot, uh, just savagely attacked Matt Lauer as a know-nothing, as an ignoramus. And I I think that backfired on Cruz.
2: Yes, yes. Um, What um, what kinds of things... Well, actually... In your, I'm, I'm sort of hesitant to start this because we're going to have a break in a minute, but um, I, when we come back, I do want you to talk about, you give a little bit of history, and I know that these are just some examples. There actually have been more, but um, I think it's very important for people to, to understand um, that these things do go on. You give some examples of journalists who um, wrote uh, articles and um, – were intimidated by Scientology after they wrote sort of exposes or, um, you know, said something after researching it um, that wasn't favorable to Scientology.
3: Yes, uh, some extraordinary examples there.
2: Um, You know, actually, years ago, several years ago, I have, from time to time, Uh, been involved in some debates with Scientologists. I remember one time being at a radio station, and I had really uh, uh, prepared for it. I read Dianetics, and I had um, the book by L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, Um, and I I was really prepared for it, and and the people from Scientology who were uh, debating me um, just said things that were clear lies, and because we were on the air, I mean, I, I didn't let them get away with it, but it was as though they just said things that they thought they could get away with because they were just saying it, and it was live. Um, you know, things that were sort of a, a different spin on what they actually had in their own Dianetics book. You know, so aha, uh-huh, I knew it. <laughs> so I knew that the uh, break music was going to be coming. We do need to take a break. Um, when we come back, we'll be talking more about Tom Cruise and Scientology and the media and um, how we all need to become better media uh, critics ourselves. My guest is Cliff Kincaid. He is the editor uh, of the AIM Report, and he will uh, tell us some more about some of his research into uh, journalism and Scientology. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, and you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch.
0: Informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com
0: information you need when you need it voiceamerica.com do you have questions concerning your personal portfolio and would you
4: like to know where the market's going before it gets there then you need to tune into elite masters of trading hosted by the traders coach robin dane every wednesday at 10 a.m robin has great ideas on how to invest save and make money so become an elite trader in the market every wednesday at 10 a.m with the traders coach robin dane and elite masters of trading right here on the voice america radio network
5: Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption efforts of the former race star. If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: Continuing to be the authority in Internet talk radio, you're listening to voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carroll's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol,
1: call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today is a show about uh, a rebuttal to Tom Cruise's comments on the Today Show in his chat, which became very heated with Matt Lauer. Tom Cruise became heated. Um, Matt Lauer actually remained incredibly calm under the circumstances. And um, during the second half of the show, I will be talking more specifically about uh, psychological problems and um, the appropriate treatments for them, um, rebutting what Tom Cruise said specifically about that. But I wanted to introduce the show today. We've been talking about the media, because I think um, as concerned as I am about Tom Cruise giving out misinformation uh, about mental illness, actually touting um, what Scientology has to say about that, because he is a Scientologist, for anyone who doesn't know that, I guess I should have said that up front, <laughs> Tom Cruise is a Scientologist, and he has been As my guest has been talking about, Cliff Kincaid, the editor of the Aim Report, um, he has been proselytizing for Scientology. But as as disturbing as what he has said about psychiatry is, what's equally disturbing, if not more disturbing, is the fact that the media is putting, um, is is not doing proper investigative reporting and um, basically. doing whatever they need to do to get Tom Cruise on their show, um, fawning over him to be able to get ratings um, because they have Tom Cruise on. And it's really a very dangerous situation. And talking about dangerous, Cliff, in your article um, you talk about some uh, journalists who have been put in in danger because of their uh, discussing Scientology in less than glowing terms.
3: That's right. I think this uh, helps explain why so many reporters these days are bending over backwards to accommodate crews and let them spout off about Scientology, because I think there's an institutional memory here among the press uh, about what happened to reporters years ago who dared to uh, scrutinize this group. Uh, Back in 1991, Time magazine ran a cover story uh, calling Scientology the thriving cult of greed and power, Uh, The Scientologist sued Time Magazine and the author, Richard Behar, over that. Eventually, the lawsuit was thrown out of court, uh, but Behar, the author, uh, said uh, as a result of writing that piece, he was followed by private investigators uh, uh, who were inquiring about his health, uh, whether he had trouble with the IRS. Uh, The Los Angeles Times, as I mentioned earlier, which is doing some scrutiny of Cruz now, uh, ran a series about the... uh, Scientology movement back in 1990, and one of the co-authors there, a fellow named Robert Welkos, uh, said he got uh, uh, deliveries to his door as he was writing the piece from a mortuary (laughs) uh, with literature and a brochure about how to arrange his funeral. Uh, And then then he checked with the mortuary and found that they had not sent the material. So he assumed that that was uh, sent by those who didn't want him to write about Scientology.
2: Yes, sort of a subtle hint. Yeah, a subtle hint. And
3: it's, you know, it's very scary, and and, uh, I'm not accusing Scientology necessarily (laughs) of doing that. And your
2: phone number is.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, and I I don't want to cause problems for for people because of their religious views, but the fact is that reporters who have written critically about Scientology uh, have uh, come under attack and faced a lot of criticism, even lawsuits uh, themselves in the past.
2: Yes, well, you know, there have been some other stories, too. Um, I don't actually remember the names of the people, but I I remember this woman. I remember years ago speaking to a woman who had called to interview me about something, and she talked about um, her having written a book. I don't know if it was actually – I think it was published. I don't remember the name of it. But um, she spent years trying to fight off um, similar kinds of situations as what you just described – um, because she had done this sort of investigative report into Scientology and didn't come up with things that were all positive. Well, that's right. And look,
3: I don't mean to suggest uh, that uh, all Scientology is bad or the, all these members or, or disciples of Scientology are bad people. On the contrary, I, I think I, you know, people like Kelly Preston, uh, the wife of John Travolta, who uh, is trying to argue against the use of psychiatric drugs on kids, is very sincere. I mean, she may be wrong, uh, I think those drugs in some cases may help certain kids, but she believes she's trying to clean up kids' lives and she's trying to do something good for people. And I'm sure the Scientologists think that this is great and there's some members of the group who think they've been helped. And, but on the other hand, there are ex-Scientologists who are very wary of what's happening there And my point is that uh, regardless of what you think about it, uh, journalists ought to be able to write critically about Scientology without facing uh, threats and without getting sued.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, I mean, it – because when people are so frightened for one reason or another to do that, then, of course, what comes through is just a totally one-sided – positive um, approach to it.
3: And that's exactly, Dr. Lieberman, what has happened Uh, in this case. uh, In the wake of of the Cruise movie uh, and his relationship with Katie Holmes, uh, we documented, uh, now the exception, of course, was the Los Angeles Times, but we found this very much pro-Scientology article uh, written for a paper called The Red Eye. Now, this is published by the Tribune Company, its readership is predominantly young people. And it ran a long piece about Scientology declaring that it is the new it religion. That it, you know, it's very fashionable. And clearly when you have stars like Travolta, Kelly Preston, and Tom Cruise as Scientologists, and that's being promoted in the media, yeah. that's going to lure a lot of young people into thinking, hey, man, you know, that's cool. Let's yeah. join up.
2: Yes, exactly.
3: and if they don't know anything about the other side of it the, the what critical stories have been written, well, they may be getting lured into something that they may come to regret.
2: Yes, because certainly um, there have been things written, um, and there have been uh, people you know with all kinds of credentials who have been involved in um, deprogramming. Uh, People who have been involved with Scientology. I mean, it's certainly been written about that. Um, that, that it is a lot of people consider it a cult. Uh, people who have the people who have dared to write about it more in the past than now. Right. Um, but things really haven't changed as far as the practice of Scientology. Um, it may have changed as far as journalism and what people, you know, people being scared off, but. Um, But yes, that is the big fear, the the concern that that it is something that is very um, mind-altering and does get people involved, people who may feel alienated from society, people who are lonely, um, who are welcomed, and um, who then may have reported, in fact, ex-Scientologists who did manage to get out have reported that it was indeed a cult.
3: Well, I'll tell you another interesting facet to this is how influential Scientology is, not only in Hollywood, uh, but on the national level here in Washington, D.C. I'm working on a piece about how Scientology, which got its tax-exempt status as a religion under the Clinton administration, uh, uh, enjoyed some preferential treatment from the Clinton administration that John Travolta actually bragged about. Uh, going easy on the portrayal of Bill Clinton in the film Primary Colors in exchange for the Clinton administration agreeing to use its influence to get the German government to leave Scientology alone. Now, of course, Scientology's faced uh, some persecution over in Germany uh, because it is regarded as a cult, and it's even been under surveillance there. But Travolta himself was quoted as saying that uh, really a deal was made with the Clinton administration uh, to... Uh, to go to bat for Scientology abroad.
2: Yes, it's really rather shocking.
3: It is. I mean, this is a, you know, I don't know how many members uh, of Scientology are prominent Hollywood actors or actresses. Uh, you know, I've heard different, different numbers, but the, but the point is these are people with power, money, and influence, even here in Washington.
2: Right. Well, you know what's interesting, this is sort of a new development or over the last year or two or an increasing development um in a lot of the the trade papers um backstage west for example um where certainly the the Bible of aspiring actors, um, people come to Hollywood, and there are all these lectures now being offered by the Church of Scientology, the kinds of things that aspiring actors would be drawn to, like how to get a start in Hollywood or how to network or it's who you know. Or I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember the specific titles. But it was all um, very welcoming, very... um, appealing kinds of topics and it's been and it's put on by the Church of Scientology
3: that's fascinating I wasn't aware of that
2: yes and the idea is to lure people in my opinion this is all my professional opinion <laughs> let me say that caveat here um, it's it's you know the kinds of things that would appeal to people who get off the buses who are very lonely who are trying to make it in Hollywood and here you have somebody for oh I left out it's for free the, these these um, um, introductory lectures are for free and so you know it, which is not a bad thing if it if it if one didn't know that it was really just a way to get people to come in there and then to be approached by uh, people like the minders who are following Katie Holmes around uh-huh. um, to then proselytize their religion
3: well you know It is shocking that Katie Holmes apparently is going to give up her Catholic faith to become a Scientologist. That's quite a switch.
2: Yes, and her family apparently is not very happy about it. I think we're still still going to see what happens with that. Well, thank you very much, Cliff Kincaid. He is the um, editor of AIM, an organization that is dedicated to try to make sure that the media does uh, maintain ethics, and reports both sides of the issues, or all the sides of the issues, fairly. Thank you very much, Cliff Kincaid, for being with us on Dr. Carol's Couch. And now, please stay tuned. We're going to be talking in the second half of Dr. Carol's Couch about the specifics, um, what it is that Tom Cruise said on the Today Show, and what the truth is, the truth according to a psychiatrist. (laughs) Which uh, is a dirty word, if you, according to Dianetics and Scientology. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times, www.drcarol.com.
2: Are you feeling stuck in some part of your life? You might have some crush busting to do. Crush is anything that you think, feel, or believe that prevents you from living life full out. Step into the crust-free zone with me, Dr. Pat Vasilis, and get ready to do some serious crust busting. Join us on Thursday mornings on voiceamerica.com at 8 a.m. Pacific time for Crust Busting Your Way to an Awesome Life.
1: Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have a nationally known guest that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com.
0: Cutting edge, challenging, stimulating. You're listening to voiceamerica.com.
2: When tax time comes, are you the person that goes to your accountant with a shoebox literally full of receipts? Stop wasting your accountant's time as well as your own by organizing your finances with the help of Joe Dunphy and Poor Richard Shoebox. Heard live every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Poor Richard Shoebox will let you know what you can do to organize for tax time as well as how to get the most out of your retirement. So get all of your receipts together and tune in to Poor Richard Shoebox with Joe Dunphy every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on the Voice America Radio Network.
0: Business, sports, religion, legal, pets, entertainment. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at one 888 335 5204 Now let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about um, Scientology, Tom Cruise, psychiatry, the media, all of the above. And um, Now in this portion of the show, I want to specifically put on my psychiatrist hat and address the specific issues that Tom Cruise brought up on the Today Show this past Friday with Matt Lauer. And, um, again, um, yesterday, Monday, um, and, of course, one thing, I'm sure it increased the viewership of the Today Show yesterday as people were uh, interested to see what Tom did in the second half of the interview, but um, it was really, from my point of view, what I'm most concerned about is the dissemination of false information Um dissemination of information that can hurt people who will believe what an actor says, um, and especially if they're not aware of what psychiatry says or what psychiatrists say um, in regard to these same issues. And even when they are aware, I mean, it is, of course, um, very sexy to hear, (laughs) literally, you hear an actor like Tom Cruise um, talk about these kinds of issues—I mean, he's this famous actor. You know, he's um, he's done some fine work. Born on the Fourth of July, in my opinion, was uh, his finest. Um, but when an actor starts playing psychiatrist, we have problems. And um, especially when the the motivation behind all of that, although it seems like he does have some personal motivation as well, but I mean. I mean, individual, personal, but also it's obviously based upon um, his belief in Dianetics or Scientology, which is also called uh, the Citizens' Commission on Human Rights International. Um, And so let me address some of these specific issues, because uh, it all started when Matt Lauer brought up Cruz's comments that he recently had given regarding Brooke Shields, who wrote a book talking about her postpartum depression and how she had taken... Uh, antidepressants for it and had gone into psychotherapy and how it had helped her tremendously and how she had really been in a um, very, very bad way because of this um, illness. Postpartum depression can become incredibly serious and people have been known to kill themselves, kill their children. Um, it can become a psychotic disorder. I'm not saying the Brooke Shields... The, and it got that serious in Brooke Shields, but they're, they're all different degrees of postpartum depression. But in any case, it was severe enough uh, in terms of her descriptions of how she felt during that time. And Cruz apparently had, previous to his interview with Matt Lauer, um, criticized uh, Brooke Shields for taking antidepressants. And um, he um basically said, uh, Cruz said, I've never agreed with psychiatry ever. Before I was a Scientologist, I never agreed with psychiatry, which kind of raises red flags in my mind as to why. Um, psychiatry is a pseudoscience. Um, then he talked about, um, uh, Matt Lauer said, if if she said, that this particular thing helped her, meaning Brooke Shields, feel better, whether it was the antidepressants or going to a counselor or a psychiatrist. Isn't that enough? And Cruz said, Matt, you have to understand this. Here we are today where I talk out against drugs and psychiatric abuses of electric, shocking people, okay against their will of drugging children with them not knowing the effects of these drugs? Do you know what Adderall is? Do you know what Ritalin is? Do you know how, now that Ritalin is a street drug? <laughs> I mean, sort of not answering the question, actually, sort of going all over the place. But um, when asked again about Brooke Shields, Cruz said all it does is mask the problem um, regarding the psychiatric medications that she took. So let's look into this. Um, first of all, The treatment for postpartum depression, the best treatment, the appropriate treatment, is a combination, and and again, this varies according to the severity of the the disorder in the person and according to the person's history. I mean, there's not just one, um, you know, you have to take the individual situation into account. But in general, uh, what the treatment is is a combination of antidepressants and psychotherapy, exactly what Brooke Shields. Had, and exactly what she said made her feel better now you know the point that Tom seemed to be making perhaps <laughs> uh, in his rant it wasn't really clear what points he was making except that he hated psychiatry um, is that I mean one part that I will um, expand upon and um, clarify that is important is that no patient, and I've said this on this show several times before, um, that no patient should be taking just medication, just a psychiatric medication, whether it is an antidepressant or an antipsychotic um, or any kind of psychiatric medication. That is something that helps to control the symptoms. It does not get at the root cause of whatever the psychiatric disorder is, and I'm not just talking about postpartum depression, I'm talking about any psychiatric disorder that where you would consider using medication to begin with. And not all psychiatric disorders or problems require psychiatric medication. Some things can be cured or or helped by psychotherapy alone. But when you do need an antidepressant or an antipsychotic or some kind of psychiatric medication, that should always be accompanied by psychotherapy. Now, what is sad is that, um, and this has to do with managed care and, and insurance problems, but what is sad is that there is an increasing number of psychiatrists who Because of the structure of insurance and because of patients not being able to afford, um, a lot of patients not being able to afford private treatment, in other words, paying for it completely on their own, they're sort of at the mercy of their insurance companies, a lot of psychiatrists have um, taken to prescribing medications, seeing the person once a month, for example, and letting them go to a social worker or a psychologist uh, or a marriage and family counselor for therapy. And as I have said many times on this show and just in general, um, that is not optimum treatment. I do not do that. Um, I will never, if a patient calls me and says, you know, I I have been on such and such drug, um, I just moved here from New York and I'd like to continue the medication, and it's clear that they just want to see me once a month for me to prescribe the medication, I will not see them. I only see people who come to me at least once a week for psychotherapy. And if they need medication on top of that, then fine. But the main route of treatment is psychotherapy because it's only through examining, um, looking, starting with your childhood and uh, examining what went on in your life that you can understand why you are at the stage that you're at now, why things are going wrong. And it's not just because of something you did yesterday. You did that yesterday because of how you were raised and traumas that you experienced when you were younger. So to that extent, um, I, which was really kind of muddled in the rant that Tom Cruise made, but I will say that that part of it is true. And quite frankly, I, I have been disappointed that more psychiatrists have not um, held fast and have, have re- not refused to just practice psychiatry when, to go along with the insurance companies and their new rules and to, to go along with Um, just giving out medication and not doing psychotherapy. Not all psychiatrists do that, it seems like, um, but increasing numbers of them do as the residency training programs try to get psychiatrists to be uh, ready for the current climate of reimbursement. And it really is a very, very sad situation because we're losing touch Many psychiatrists are losing touch or not getting uh, trained sufficiently in psychoanalytic psychotherapy in understanding why it is that people develop the problems that they develop, which cannot be cured by any means with any psychiatric drug. That is not how you cure problems. That is how you can help... um, uh, a chemical imbalance, so to speak, which is something that Tom Cruise says doesn't exist. Um, actually, the, the word chemical imbalance is just sort of a shortcut that a lot of therapists, uh, psychiatrists use to explain to a patient and his family the fact that some psychiatric disorders, the ones that require medication, cause um, biochemical physiological changes in the brain and the nervous system. And it's sort of a shorthand way, you know, it's impossible to explain the complex ways that that, this, that the disorder affects uh, the nervous system it, to a patient. Well, it's, it's, we're still actually doing research into this. Every day people are learning more about this. But, um, but there's no question but that certain illnesses, certain disorders do, in fact, um, affect the nervous system biologically, chemically, physiologically, and yes, these um, uh, imbalances that they create can, in fact, be helped by medication. When we come back, I will uh, talk to you some more about some of the things that Tom Cruise said that are not uh, accurate, and um, so that people will know that if you're suffering from some of these problems, that... Um, You shouldn't be afraid to go see a psychiatrist. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman.
0: Bringing the world together. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
1: Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times, www.drcarol.com.
4: Go beyond success and discover a deeper meaning to life. Join host Jeffrey Gitterman and his guests, the premier thought leaders in business, politics, science, spirituality, and culture
5: Hello, this is Rory Garay, President of Greyhound Pets of America and host of Greyhounds Made Great Pets on Voice America. Join me every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern for an insightful and enjoyable talk about one of man's best friends, the greyhound. Learn about the history of the greyhound, discuss proper obedience and training techniques, and find out more about the greyhound racing industry and what they are doing to help the adoption efforts of the former race dogs. If you own a greyhound or just love dogs like I do, join me for Greyhounds Make Great Pets every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific, right here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com.
0: The world leader in Internet talk radio. radio. You're listening to America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have questions
1: or comments for Dr. Carol, call toll-free at 1-888-335-5204. Now, let's get back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman.
2: Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about Tom Cruise, Scientology, and the media. And uh, I'm trying to explain it all as far as... um, What what is accurate from a psychiatrist's point of view? Uh, Although Tom Cruise talked about having read a lot about the history of psychiatry, psychiatry, um, he, in fact, is not a psychiatrist. He did not go to medical school, and he is talking out of passion for uh, Scientology. One of the things that he talked about was how medications are overprescribed, medications like uh, Adderall or Ritalin for children, antidepressants, Um, He got, you know, he talked about antipsychotic medication. He kind of got that wrong, how he was describing that. But in any case, one of the things that is really important also to know is that most of the time, sometimes yes, indeed, uh, medications are overprescribed or wrongly prescribed. But you know what? Most of the time, it is not done by psychiatrists. The problem with medications that are prescribed in an overly prescribed manner or wrongly prescribed manner. Is that it is being prescribed from by non-psychiatrists. Over the years, more and more doctors who are not psychiatrists have gotten into the act. This started years ago when um, doctors started noticing the pinch of all of the insurance um, cut downs, the, the decreases in how much various insurance companies and, and uh, state or government programs were providing for various services, and all of a sudden we had general practitioners, family doctors, internists, gynecologists, you name it, any other kind of doctor uh, other than a psychiatrist, all of a sudden they jumped into the act and started thinking that they could prescribe um, all kinds of psychiatric medications. Now, technically, as a psychiatrist, as an MD, um, I could prescribe medication for any kind of ailment, high blood pressure, diabetes, um, any kind of medication that that there is out there, as an MD, I could prescribe it. I don't, because I am not a specialist in these other areas, and there are people, hopefully, to our specialists who have kept up, uh, more with the current literature in these various ailments who are better qualified to prescribe medications for these other disorders than I am. And so I don't do it. But somehow, everybody thinks they're a shrink these days, whether it's uh, other doctors or talk show hosts or whatever. You know, it's as though all of the things that we learned in medical school and, and the psychiatric residency and, and all of that um, are just, you know, it doesn't count. I mean, you just have, you just have to watch a talk show and you can consider yourself a shrink too. That's what people seem to think. But really, you know, we spend all those years um, studying um, lots of things and, and uh, seeing lots of patients under supervision and trying lots of treatments and understanding it and, and spending nights um, being on call in the emergency room. I mean, it really, a lot more goes, I'd love to see Tom Cruise spend some nights in the Bellevue emergency room as I did when I was doing my psychiatry residency, all night long seeing patients. I would love to see him go through that um and and uh, and then talk you know see see what he would say after that i don't know that he would survive it quite frankly um if you can tell that i feel quite passionate about this as well um so uh, it is these people, and partly this has to do with drug companies, uh, besides the fact that other doctors wanted to make additional money by keeping their patients coming to them when the patient would say that they were depressed or when they would have some kind of physical ailment that really was a result of depression, um, manifesting itself as a headache or ulcers or you know the anxiety becoming ulcers or, or cancer or all kinds of physical problems actually have their roots in psychological problems. And so um, uh, in addition to, to doctors keeping patients that way, coming to them uh, for, for the reason to be able to, to continue treating them and, and billing insurance, it's also the um, drug companies who have Um, spread out their net. It used to be that they just went to see psychiatrists with information about psychiatric medication, and then somebody had the great idea, why not also talk to non-psychiatrists about antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and antipsychotics, because it would be better for us the more people who are prescribing these medications, then that's great. The more prescriptions that are written, um, that's better for the drug companies. So that was a part of it, too. And so what we have is a myth, basically. And, and any, kind, any time, uh, or most of the time, I'm not going to say every time, but um, these times when, yes, it does occur, sometimes drugs are prescribed uh, in the wrong way, and that is primarily the result of people going not to psychiatrists but to non-psychiatrists to get these medications. Now, the history of Scientology being... Um, at war with psychiatry dates back to 1950 when uh, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of, well, the author of Dianetics and the founder then of Scientology, um, started having a war with psychiatrists because he did not have any psychiatric training. He was not a doctor. He was not an MD. He wasn't even a psychologist. Um, and he just decided that he could, uh, he did have some, he did study Um, in some sort of casual way or or I should say sort of not formal way. Um, He did learn something about psychology. Actually, he learned something about Freud, but what he did was sort of twist, uh, and to the extent that there are followers who actually get help or actually um, believe in some of these things, the things that he attracted them to before it became such a cult in the opinion of many people, including ex-Scientologists, um, was some of these principles of Freud that are actually true he just disguised it though, or kind of um, em- embellished it with all of these science fiction names for things, and he twisted things so that they are not as helpful uh, as they are if you look at it in purely a psychoanalytic kind of way. Uh, he was a science fiction writer and started writing, adding using terms like phaeton 's and i i, I mean it, it's it 's really you can just see. Um, how clearly his science fiction background uh, added to his or, or transformed the original principles of um, of uh, psychoanalysis to the extent that he knew them in the first place or understood them in the first place. But um, when he came out with this book um, and when he was essentially practicing psychiatry without a license, uh, the, needless to say, the psychiatrists of the era were not happy with that, and um, they threatened each other with lawsuits and, and um, um, diatribes, much like is happening today with Tom Cruise. Um, and in more recent years, um, Scientology has long picketed the annual meeting of the American Psychiatric Association. You may well have seen um pictures in the newspaper or on television uh once a year when the psychiatry association meets there are, they are usually out there with signs like psychiatry kills <laughs> and um, what's really sad about all this the bottom line is that today with our world being more stressful than ever we um, are suffering more emotionally than ever and uh, a lot more of us are getting depressed, are getting anxious, are having various psychological problems, and it is very scary that a movie star who um, does not have an MD, does not have this kind of training, is telling people to do things like diet and exercise as a way of curing their mental illness. Now, I'm all for a nutritious diet and regular, preferably daily, exercise. But that is not going to cure all psychiatric problems. And in fact, one of the biggest problems is that when you are depressed, for example, the last thing you want to do is get up and go out and exercise. That's one of the symptoms of depression is that you uh, don't do the kinds of things in your life that you normally did. So that if you were exercising and uh, having a nutritious diet before you became depressed, uh, chances are you are not going to be able to continue doing that. An increase in weight or a decrease in weight, you know, having a, an improper diet is another one of the symptoms of depression, for example. So it's just really simplistic, and um, it is really based upon um, science fiction. is the best way to describe it. And I really hope that um, this has been helpful to you in terms of Um, getting you to think about and look into for yourself uh, the history of psychiatry, as Tom um, (laughs) thinks that he's an expert on. Uh, This isn't to say that in the past, as things like electroshock therapy were being developed, that yes, um, you know, there were some things that happened that uh, now we know how to do better. Same thing with medications. I mean, it has been a developing science, but there are certainly things... Uh, now that have been developed and that we know works and that I can certainly tell you uh, about the many patients who with all kinds of psychiatric problems, children and adults, who I have been able to help, sometimes including medication, but all the time including psychotherapy with a basis on psychoanalysis and primarily Freud. So even though it may be viewed as not cool, <laughs> old-fashioned, I'm here to tell you that it still works. So thank you for listening. This has been Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host on voiceamerica.com. And to go back to what I was saying, what we were talking about at the beginning of the show with my guest, Cliff Kincaid, um, it is really important to be able to have media like voiceamerica.com and the Internet in general, Internet sites as well as Internet radio shows where... The mainstream media, um, this presents another idea than that of the mainstream media who uh, is um, fearful of losing money through not getting more interviews with Tom Cruise or um, saying something that is against what their sponsors believe in or being afraid of lawsuits. Obviously, one needs to be responsible in reporting. Um, But we also need to not just hander to celebrities and um, say what these kinds of people want us to say because the world is confusing enough without uh, adding irresponsible journalism to it. So thank you for listening.
1: Thank you for joining Dr. Carol Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m.
2: Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.